Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 17th, 2021. Man, I'm excited about this word this morning. God put a word down in my heart, and I've, and it's already blessed me, and now I get to release it unto you. I'm teaching a series entitled, God is faithful. We serve a God who sits on the circle of the earth. We serve a God who made plans for you from the foundations of the world. He knows all things. He knows your thoughts before you think them. He knows your words before you speak them. He knows your actions before you take them. He knows all the mistakes that you were ever going to make and he called you anyway. You cannot be disqualified from something you never qualified for in the first place. God is committed to you and he is faithful. So as we walk with God and he walks with us, we die to to self and sin and selfishness and yield to him. We get to become the men, the women that we are called to be for such a time as this, not because we're so good, but because God is so good. Why? God is faithful. So that said, we've been looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I told you that I was going to look at all these verses and we were going to break it down. And we looked at verse 1, then we looked at verse 7, then we looked at verse 8. Yesterday, we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8, but really I only dealt with the first part of verse 8. So today we're going to go back to verse 8 and deal with the whole, you know, the the latter part of verse 8. But I'm going to read all these scriptures to you. The title of today's message is, this is a series within a series, we can withstand and overcome anything. Part four, here's the title, quitting is not an option. Man, I am, I love this. I'm excited about it. I'm I'm thankful for what God is about to say through me. You ready? So the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter four, uh, verse one, verses seven through 13, verses 16 through 18, the Bible says, now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not quit or faint with weariness. We are like common clay jars that carry around the glorious treasure on the inside of us so that the immeasurable power that is seen through us will be obvious to everybody that it's God and not us. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do. But quitting is not an option. I'm going to deal with that today. We are persecuted by others. Watch this. But God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our own bodies. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus would be revealed through our own humanity. So then, death is at work in us, but is releasing life in you. We have the same spirit of faith that was described in the scriptures when it says, first, I believed and I spoke in faith. So we also believe. And we also speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outward person is gradually wearing out, our inner man is being renewed day by day. We have slight, short-lived troubles right now, but these are nothing in comparison with the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weight of glory that is far above all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention on the seen, we focus our attention on the unseen. The seen is temporary. The unseen is eternal. Say amen to that. Oh my God, we're going to go through this whole passage. It's going to take me weeks, probably months, and it's going to be good. All right, so let me deal with verse 8 today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8, the Bible says, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. I dealt with that yesterday, but the latter part says, at times we don't know what to do, 
but quitting is not an option. That's what I'm going to deal with today. I just want to deal with that statement. At times, we don't even know what to do, but quitting is not an option. So y'all ready? I have two things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these two things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Two things. Number one, here we go. So the first thing is, what do we do when we don't know what to do? Like, I mean, so so you ever been there? Like, you don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I've been there so many times. I mean, when you're living the life of faith, this happens all the time. God is leading you to do something. And because God is leading you through the Holy Spirit, man, you don't even know what to do half the time. And so you're, you're relying on God. You're living by every word that proceeds from out of the mouth of God. And you're waiting on God to speak because you don't even know what to do. And you're going off of the last word that you heard because you're waiting for the next word. But since he hasn't given me another word, I have to go off of the last word that I have. And so while I'm doing what God has told me to do, I'm facing challenges. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, oh my God, what am I supposed to do now? So first I need to hear from God. That's a challenge. Okay. I heard from God. Now I'm doing what God told me to do and things are getting worse before they get better. <laughs> things are going crazy. Haywire. And, but I have to, I have to stick to what God said. That's the life of faith to give you an example today. I like to teach by both precept and example, and there's some good examples in my life, but also good examples in scripture. So I'm going to use one from scripture today. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I love this passage. In this passage, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Mayanites were coming up to wage war against Judah, against King Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was their leader. And little old Judah was there. And of course, Judah had no power, right, over these people. They were outnumbered. They were outgunned. They were soon to be surrounded. They were small against three nations and three armies. He didn't know what to do. He called for fast. And so he needed to hear from God. And remember, this is the Old Testament. And under the Old Testament, he didn't have the Holy Spirit. Remember, he didn't have the Holy Ghost. And so so since he didn't have the Holy Spirit, it was like, oh man, let's call for a fast. And he, he prayed. He, he was like, he even told God, God, I don't know what to do. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We don't know what to do. So he's fasting and he's praying. Under the Old Covenant, Old Testament, remember the kings, they had to rely on prophets and priests to hear from God. And the Spirit of the Lord, they didn't have the Holy Ghost either, but the, the Spirit of the Lord would come upon them. Like uh, in, in many cases, the Spirit of the Lord would come upon someone to speak and then he would leave. Some prophets like Elijah uh, or Elisha had the Spirit of the Lord like sit upon them for for durations, but still they weren't, they weren't filled with the Holy Ghost. And so in this, in this moment, they don't know what to do. They need to hear from God. The king is like, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Uh, let's pray and let's fast. And so he calls for a fast. He calls for a corporate fast. He told everybody, everybody got to fast. Kids got to fast. Lottie, daddy, everybody, everybody has to fast. So everybody starts fasting. And so they, they're, they're calling on the name of the Lord. And during this moment of fasting and praying, it is then that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeliel, the son of Mattaiah, a Levite and a descendant of Asaph. And the Bible says that this young man stood up, the, the Holy Ghost came upon him, and he said, listen up, everybody. King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and in Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or dismayed for the matter of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he went on to say, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm and see the salvation and the deliverance that God is going to give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. See, God told them what to do. They were fasting. They were praying, what do you do when you don't know what to do? You need to seek God. So they, they were fasting, they were praying, God spoke, God told them what to do. And when God tells you to do something, it's often crazy. So God told them, 
to send out the praise team instead of the infantrymen. Let me say that again. So the enemy's coming, right? They are outnumbered and they're outgunned. And so now they don't know what to do. God says, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to send out the praise team. Well, no, Father, we have an army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need all that. I need you to send out the praise team. I need you to lift up praises unto me. What I want you to do tomorrow is just send out the praise team and let them praise. And so, so you, God will tell you to do some crazy stuff. I'm telling you at the risk of looking foolish. And so they send out the praise team. And so they send out the praise team and they start giving praises unto God. And while they were praising God, wow, the Bible says, while they were praising, come on now, sometimes your victory is in your praise. You need to give God some praise. If you can't give God praise for it, you can still give God praise in it, in all things. Paul said, give God praise for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Anyway, they give God praise and they're praising God and they're lifting up the name of God. And as they are praising God, God confused the enemy and the enemy, start, they, they turned on themselves and they started killing themselves until every one of them was destroyed. Not one was left alive, like everyone, like to a man, they were all killed. And after everything was over, Second Chronicles, Chronicles chapter 20, verses 24 and 25, the Bible says, when the men of Judah came to the place and, and they looked, oh my God, and they saw bodies as far as they can see. They were just dead bodies lying on the ground. The Bible says no one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went off to carry the plunder. You know what I'm saying? They was like, all right, let me, let's take their stuff. They got gold. They got money. They, they're going through pockets. You know what I'm saying? And they went and they took their equipment. They took their clothing. They took their articles of value. They took their stuff. They took whatever money they had. And, and, and the Bible says that it was so much stuff that it took them three days to collect it. You know why? Because they had the audacity to believe God, to do something crazy. They heard from God. What do we learn from this? Let me give you some points. What do we learn from this? There are times, look at me, look at me. There, were, there are going to be times, if you walk and live by faith, there are going to be times, more times than you, you're going to be comfortable with. There are going to be times where you don't know what to do. I'm telling you, if you, if you want to live by faith, there are going to be a lot of times when you don't know what to do. And in and, and that time, in that moment, when you don't know what to do, you're going to have to seek God concerning it. You're going to have to seek God concerning what to do. Now, unlike the old covenant, in the old covenant, they didn't have the Holy Ghost. In the old covenant, they had to go at, rely on a prophet or a priest to hear from God. What did God say? They didn't have the Bible. They couldn't read it for themselves. None of that. But we don't have that problem. We have the word right? You have access to the word. And you're, if you're born again, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And so now you can go directly to the father in the name of Jesus through the spirit. Come on now. And let me, here's another thing. Fasting helps. So fasting does not change God. Look at me. Fasting does not change God. Fasting changes you. Fasting puts you in a, in a position to where now you can hear God's voice. You Sometimes you need to turn the plate over. Sometimes you need to turn the TV off. You need to hear word from God. Well, then doggone it, stop watching what you're watching. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, spend some time with God. Go into your prayer closet. One word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. But when you get a word from God, just know that it may not make sense. God told Jehoshaphat to do something crazy, to send out the praise team instead of the army. And so when God tells you to do something, you got to remember that God is a spirit. He is spiritual, not sensual. So what God tells you to do may, may not make sense. It may, you, it may be something that you cannot validate with sense realm evidence, but, but you have to have the faith and the courage to do what God is leading you to do, even at the risk of looking foolish. God's children here in the text, they sought the Lord. God spoke a word. 
They believed it, even when it didn't make any sense. They did what God said, and they would deliver from their circumstances. This is the life of faith, and this is how we're supposed to live. That was point number one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, point number two. The rest of the text says, quitting is not an option. He says, listen, Second uh, Corinthians chapter four and verse eight, sometimes we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. So let me deal with that too. As I close out this week strong, head into the weekend strong. So look at me, I'm going to be, you know, let's just be plain text with this. I understand that people quit things. Like you are a free moral agent. If you want to give up on something God told you, God is not going to stop you. You know, God told you to start a business. If you want to shut it down, you can shut it down. God told you to enter a relationship. If you want to get a divorce, hey, look, God is not going to stop you. Like if you connect it because the Holy Ghost connected, but there are people that just are disobedient and break the connection, right? So if you start a project, a program, a business, whatever, you enter into something because God told you to do it. But then there are people that just, when times get tough, because they think, well, God told me to do it. They expect it to be easy. God never said it was going to be easy. God just said you, you would have the grace for it, right? So now people walk away from an opportunity that God led them into because they don't have the grit or the determination or the resolve to stick, it, to, to stick with it. Remember, we, we looked at what James said, life is a gift to those who stay the course. So we can give up on things if we want to, because we God gives us the right to choose right? If we're going down one direction, we can choose to go down a different direction if we want to. And actually, there's nothing wrong with that when we're going down the wrong way. The Holy Spirit will tell us, hey, you're off course. Boom. We need to make a course correction. Cool. So it could be that the season for the thing that God started is now over and God could say, hey, that, that season is over. Okay, cool. It could be that you never heard from God in the first place. It could be that you started something and you thought it was God, but it wasn't God. Okay, well, then God will tell you to stop and, and go down a different road. But the point is that if God tells you to start something, whatever it is, and you stop it without God telling you to stop it, without getting clearance from God, then you are being disobedient. You are allowing frustration and setbacks and disappointment to cause you to give up on something God told you to do. Now, you're human. You can do whatever you want. But I'm telling you, that's not the will of God. Paul makes it clear. That for us as believers, quitting is not an option. If the Holy Spirit tells you to stop, then stop. If the Holy, Holy Spirit tells you to go in a different direction, then go in a different direction. But if the Holy Spirit told you to start something and he has not told you to stop it, then quitting is not an option. At that point, if you quit, you're giving up on God. You're failing to put an amen where God put a yes. Remember, it's God's yes and our amen. All the promises of God required agreement, two sides, God's yes and our amen. God has provided the yes. You have to provide the amen. In this series, I'm talking about the fact that God is faithful. God is faithful to you. He will always be faithful to you, but you also have to be faithful to him. To walk and live by faith, you, you got to build up the grit, the resolve, the determination, the perseverance, the resiliency to, to go through whatever you have to go through on the path to your destiny, that you are not going to give up. You're not going to cave in. You're not going to quit. If God told you to do it, then you're going to do it. Now, if you give up on it, you're going to make it to heaven. You're not going to lose your salvation if you're born again. It's still going to go to heaven, but you're going to go to heaven only to find out that you missed out on God's best, that God had a plan for your life and you chose not to go down that path because things got tough. Ooh, you know, things get tough. Listen, listen, I, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but come on now. If you're going to be, if you are, you are not going to accomplish anything of significance if you're quick to quit. As a born again believer, you're going to face opposition. All that live godly are going to suffer persecution. 
But if you want to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you want to leave a mark on this world that will not easily be erased by the grace of God, then doggone it, you can't give up. You can't cave in. You can't quit. The text says quitting is not an option. Now, I understand that things get tough. I understand that we all face difficulties and setbacks and disappointments. I have faced more setbacks and disappointments than I want to remember. But at the end of the day, if God told you to do it, then you got to keep going. Paul tells us, Paul was writing to the believers in Galatia, and he was like, hey, listen, there's a season of harvest that's coming, and there's a day when your harvest is going to come due. There's a due season. Say, there's a due season. There's a due season for your breakthrough. There's a due season for your harvest. There's a turnaround that's coming that's on the other side of the storm. There's a due season. And Paul says, you will experience that due season if you don't give up. But if you give up, there are people that just walk away before their harvest was due. So listen, let me just tell you as I close out this message and close out this week, if it doesn't look like you're winning, then obviously the battle's not over. <laughs> like, I mean, so, so I know it's hard and I know that sometimes you want to give up, but the only way you can lose is if you quit. As long as you are actively believing God, as long as you're like, no, I am actively believing God, then there's going to be times where things are up and there's going to be times where things are down. But if you stop and you give up and you close basically like an investment term, you close the position and then you now you lock in. If it was a gain or a loss, you lock it in. So all I'm saying is don't lock in the L, right? Don't lock, lock in the loss. If you walk away when, you, when things get tough, you're locking in the loss. Like, like you're saying now, you're, you're, you're saying, let's, let's settle this in the ledger. We're going to reconcile this. And, and the result is I lost. And so you're locking in the loss. The only way you can lose is if you quit. If you keep going, then you didn't lose. Okay, you just had some challenges along the way. But you're going to get there if God told you to get there by the grace of God. Quitting is not an option for us. God is faithful. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Uh, listen, I had a lot to say today. So if uh, this is a message, you might need to get down in your spirit again. Let's close this message out. out. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for leading me to level up in this season. I level up by resolving in my heart and in my mind to stick with everything you lead me to do until I see what you promise. You will never give up on me. Therefore, I will never give up on you. When I don't know what to do, I seek you. You speak to me. You lead me. And I, I do whatever you lead me to do. Even in the face of opposition, setbacks, disappointment, and discouragement. Quitting is not an option for me. The only way I can lose is if I quit. And there's no quit in me. This is why I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button and put in your email address. You're going to get my notes. You get my notes. You get my notes for free. So sign up, get my notes for free. Listen, um, it's, on, it's a Friday. It's on Fridays. I'd like to remind you, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. If, uh, we'll also have a podcast. All of this is available for free online uh, in the Apple iTunes store. Search for Rick Pina. And then if you want to make a donation, please partner with us in what we're doing in the Dominican Republic. Go to ripministries.org. Click on the donate button. No donation is too small. No donation is too large. And all the donations will be used for the upbuilding of God's kingdom, for God's glory. And you will be a partaker of the grace that's on this ministry. I love you. God loves you more. 
let's close. Let's go into this weekend and have some fun. If you live in the Northern Virginia area, let me just slide this in real quick. I'm preaching at Victory Christian Ministries International, Virginia, VCMI, Virginia on Sunday. Uh, so if you live in the Northern Virginia area, why don't you come check us out? We're on uh, 14015 Miniville Road, and the message is going to be a blessing. I love you. God loves you too. I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Oh, do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, and then go into the chat and leave me some comments in the chat. Have a blessed day. God bless you.